and welcome to Series 4 of the Purple Rainbow Pancreatic Cancer Podcasts. It's now two years since the first ever podcast went out and we've covered many issues, interviewed patients, families, nurses, surgeons, oncologists, researchers, dietitians, charity workers and fundraisers, all sharing their experiences, knowledge and wisdom. This series opens with special episodes for Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month. This year we are focusing on palliative and end-of-life care, which holds some special challenges given the current survival rates for the disease. We have a lineup of wonderful people for the months to come. We are pleased that this year the podcast will be in support of all four Pancreatic Cancer charities, Pancreatic Cancer UK, Pancreatic Cancer Action, Pancreatic Cancer Research Fund and the Elizabeth Coatman Fund. If you listen to the podcast, please subscribe, share and help others understand more about this disease, its impact, the current survival rates and the hope for change in the future. The Purple Rainbow podcast is made in memory of Seth Goodburn and it's a part of Seth's legacy. Hello, welcome to this month's episode of Purple Rainbow Pancreatic Cancer Podcasts. I hope you are well. Today, you're going to hear a conversation I had with Danny Manzi. Now, Danny is the Head of Policy, Intelligence and Campaigns at Pancreatic Cancer UK. And she, along with everybody at Pancreatic Cancer UK, has a brand new campaign that she and they want you to get behind. It's something that could really, really help patients with pancreatic cancer. And I think it's a really simple thing that can and should be done. So I had this conversation with Danny and I began the conversation by asking her to, well, tell us about the campaign. Pancreatic Cancer UK is launching our new campaign called Transform Lives Prescribe. And it really is uh, shining a light on the low amounts of people that are getting access to PERT and trying to trying to do something uh, to change that. So what we found was 50% of people with pancreatic cancer weren't getting access to PERT, you know, readily available, fairly inexpensive tablets um, that can really help them. And so we're launching this campaign to essentially drive up prescription levels and awareness of PERT and its benefits for people with pancreatic cancer. So then let's start off with the with the awareness. You say you need to raise awareness of PERT. Let's tell people what PERT, what PERT is then, please. As pancreatic cancer grows, um, what's happening is the pancreas, the cancer rather, is stopping the pancreas from producing enzymes that you need to digest your food and absorb nutrients. So um, PERT, and, and the acronym stands for uh, Pancreatic Enzyme Replacement Therapy, um, essentially replaces those enzymes and helps you to eat, to stay healthy enough to tolerate treatment and to manage uh, the most debilitating symptoms from the cancer, which, you know, ranges from pain through to diarrhea and extreme weight loss. So something as basic as struggling to to eat is not being dealt with. There's a simple way to deal with it or a relatively simple way to deal with it or help along. And that's that's not that's not happening for, for many patients, it seems. 
Yeah, so our campaign has found that 50% of people with pancreatic cancer aren't getting tablets, these PERT tablets they need to eat. And, and obviously that's hugely concerning because, you know, pancreatic cancer is the quickest killing cancer and patients don't have time to wait. What we found was essentially there is low levels of, of awareness of PERT on the side of some healthcare professionals and, and also patients it comes down to if you're not treated in a, a specialist pancreatic cancer centre, you're much less likely to get access to PERT. And we think that's because there are lower levels of awareness of PERT and its benefits. So what we're trying to do is, you know, a bit of a two pronged approach, I suppose, is raise awareness um, of PERT and its benefits within healthcare and ensure that anybody who can prescribe PERT does so to patients who PERT would benefit and at the same time, we're trying to raise awareness of what PERT does and how it can help patients and help them to have those conversations with their healthcare professionals so that they can kind of make sure they're getting the best treatment and care available, really. Why do you think there is such low levels of awareness of it? It's difficult to say. Um, it, 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 we, you know, it, when it comes down to, I think, where people are being diagnosed, if they're being diagnosed in specialist centres, there is that awareness, there is that knowledge. Our, our study has found, but where where they're where they're diagnosed and treated, I suppose, in a in a more general hospital, those clinicians don't have that expertise about PERT. They don't have that as much knowledge, and and as a result, we just think that patients are kind of slipping through the net. And that's devastating for patients and their families, isn't it? It's absolutely devastating. I think. We're seeing as well statistics that show that, you know, if you're diagnosed with terminal pancreatic cancer, you're two times less likely to be prescribed PERT. And that's often because you're not treated in a specialist pancreatic cancer centre. You might be treated in your local, more local hospital. If you've been given that diagnosis, you know, that's enough to get your head around. And that's enough for your family to have to kind of deal with, but also then to be physically affected in such a way that you're losing vast amounts of weight. I mean, we hear of people losing up to two stone. You know, we've got one woman, Marie, who said her mum was skeletal. You know, that that is devastating. And, and I think ultimately what we want is patients have a better quality of life. If, if that life is curtailed by pancreatic cancer, then there is, you know, there's life to be let had. And yet we, we want that those last few months to be as good as possible and I think PERT can really relieve those symptoms that make you know those last few months a bit more bearable for both the person going through the cancer and, and their family and loved ones. Exactly a, a diagnosis especially a terminal diagnosis doesn't mean that you, you you're, that's it life's over on that one day that you're given that diagnosis is it it's about making those like those those weeks those months as, as good as possible. Yeah, absolutely. It's about making the, the last few weeks and months count, really. And I think, you know, you you know, there are other cancers where you, you may get a terminal diagnosis and you may have months and years to live. And people talk about, oh, I, you know, I tick some stuff off my bucket list. I, you know, I've got things to do. I want to do all these things. You know, I'm going to live life to the full. I'm really grabbing hold of it. And if you are so physically debilitated that you can't even get out of bed, that you're so weak, you are in the bathroom with explosive diarrhea, you're, you're so embarrassed by your symptoms, you can't have family and friends over, you know, that's that's awful. We need to be doing much more to kind of reduce and relieve that for people and to take away that trauma, because I think it must be so traumatic to witness your mum, your husband, your brother 
to be withering away before your very eyes when, when actually there is a treatment out there that can really help mitigate that. Is PERT expensive? I think that's one of the key things to, to reiterate is PERT isn't expensive. It's, not, it's neither new nor is it expensive. It's been around for a long time and, you know, our, our figures are sh- showing that on average it costs about £7 per day per patient. You know, if you live in central London, that's a cost of sandwich, packet of crisps and a Coke. So it's it's not it's not the cost that's a factor here, or at least it shouldn't be. I think what we need to see is we need to see much more done to raise awareness of what PERT is, how it can benefit people and ensure that if you are a clinician that can prescribe, you're doing so at the point of diagnosis. And if you're a patient that at the point of diagnosis, you're aware that you can get that and you're asking for it. So. Yeah, cost isn't an issue, um, but uh, I think awareness ultimately is. I know that I hate asking for stuff. If I go to the, you know, and certainly when you're in a health situation as well, you sort of go, oh, doctors, consultants, they know everything. They know what's best. If they're not bringing it up, then I must have got it. I'm the one that's got it wrong sort of thing. You know, the stuff you say about, oh, don't go on Google and diagnose yourselves and get yourself, you know, decide what what you should and shouldn't do. Is it okay to ask your doctor for a prescription or, or or just raise the subject of it it's absolutely fine for you to be having those conversations with your doctor your your, your clinical nurse specialist uh, any of the clinicians you're coming into contact with um, we have got resources um, that have been designed as part of this campaign to help people bring up that conversation so we know the symptoms can be embarrassing you know talking about explosive diarrhea talking about being on the toilet you know it, that's that can be embarrassing for some so we have got we've designed a leaflet that you can bring into your consultation with your doctor with your clinician to kind of bring up the symptoms you're experiencing and, and how you have heard about PERT and what you think might be able to um, how PERT might be able to help you but it's absolutely fine just have the conversation it's not like you're demanding something it's about opening up that dialogue and saying I've heard about PERT do you think it could benefit me and, you know, and making the clinician aware that you are aware of PERT and, you know, you want to explore all avenues for you and your treatments that might, not, might be able to help you. So you're working on this campaign. It's all going to be going out there. What do you, what do you want the NHS to, to do? It's all, well, you know, good saying, let's, let's raise awareness, let's get it out there. But what, what you know, what would be your ideal outcome yeah no you're right ultimately we have to have a we think we have to have a national target in place to ensure that PERT is um, improved prescription of PERT is improved so all four nations of the UK uh, we'd like the NHS to set national targets in all four nations of the UK uh, to prescribe ensure PERT's being prescribed and that they're giving to anybody at the point of diagnosis anybody who needs them at the point of diagnosis so ultimately that is the act that's the call for us um, yeah, awareness runs alongside that. But I think unless we have a target in place, unless we set that national kind of target that creates that system-wide change, we, we, would, we wouldn't see the change that we need to. And, and, and in the timeframes, we need to see it. It needs to happen quickly. Yeah, that's the big thing about pancreatic cancer, isn't it? Everything needs to happen so, so quickly, doesn't it? Yeah, we haven't got time to wait, I think, is the key, you know. Um, that, you know, if the target takes a, a while, that's why we're keen for patients and healthcare professionals to be able to know more about it. But ultimately, we think that the target will create that system-wide change, systemic change that will, will dramatically improve prescription rates. So, yeah, I think we're confident 
uh, it, it is achievable. I think what we're asking is that everyone supports the campaign. Um, so come onto Pancreatic Cancer's webpage, sign up, be part of that movement, show the strength of feeling to the governments and to the NHS across the UK um, that there is this body and this community of people that think like us, that PERT needs to be there, things need to change, we need to do much more to improve prescription. Because I think it's that strength of voice, isn't it? The strength in numbers that ultimately helps show that this is a widespread problem that we can and have the power to change. It's May 2021. The NHS has a lot on uh, and, has, and has historically had a lot on. But, you know, the last 18 months of a pandemic has really, really, you know, pushed everyone to the limit. You know, is this the right time to be pushing out something like this as a campaign? Yeah, I mean, this is something we've discussed internally in Pancreatic Cancer UK for months. You know, we have had to, we delayed the campaign because of covid and rightfully so. We know people were more reluctant to see a doctor during the pandemic um, when they had symptoms. We know people had their scans and treatment delayed because resources were redeployed to that kind of COVID frontline. But ultimately, um, we can't add the risk of starvation to the issues we're seeing for pancreatic cancer patients and within the NHS more widely. So, you know, it is essentially um, an achievable, quick win that can dramatically change people's lives and reduce those most debilitating symptoms, giving more time to people with, with their loved ones. And, you know, we are, we know we're coming out of the pandemic in, time, in terms of its most acute phase. So the time is now, really. Um, yeah. And what wouldn't we give for another a day, week, month with people we love as well? I think that's it. You know, it, it may not extend life, but it would dramatically improve the quality of life. Um, and, 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 you know, if, if it helps you to tolerate more treatment, then, then there is that uh, opportunity for potentially more life extension. But ultimately, this is about feeling better and being able to be yourself in your last months and weeks, uh, weeks and months. So, I think, uh, yeah, we've got to do more on this and, and it, is, it is within our grasp, really. So how can people get involved? You mentioned the website. You've got an open letter that you want people to sign up to. What, can, what else can people do to really get it going? So if people go to um, transformlives.pancreaticcancer.org.uk, that will take them straight to the campaign kind of landing page. So they can sign up to the campaign there, show their support and uh, get access from there to our resources um, for patients and, and learn more about the campaign. It will be on social media as well. So if you're already following Pancreatic Cancer UK, just look out for the um, information on, on the day of our launch. And we'll be making a lot of noise, not just on the day of launch, but for weeks and months to come as well. So it is a, it is a movement we're trying to create and it is uh, a campaign which we need uh, the strength of our voice united, you know. So, yeah. Thank you so much to Danny for taking the time to talk to me. As I said earlier, I think it's such an easy thing to do, certainly from what Danny tells me anyway. So the Transform Lives Prescribe campaign is launching today, Wednesday, the 26th of May. So this is the day that the podcast goes live. So if you're listening in the future, don't worry, you haven't missed anything. You can still get involved. There is a website that you can go on and sign the open letter and find out a little bit more 
It's transformlives.pancreaticcancer.org.uk. I'll put a little um, link in the show notes for you as well. And of course, if you go follow social media, you can see lots of people will be uh, getting involved on it. As always, please do get in touch. Tell us what you're up to. Tell us your stories. We love hearing your stories here at Purple Rainbow Pancreatic Cancer Podcast. So give us a shout. You can do that by going to purplerainbow.co.uk and getting in touch with us that way. Until next time, look after yourself.